Welcome to another episode of 353rd. I am Scott Barstow. And I'm Anders Brownworth. Anders, how are you? Good. Hunkering down for uh, for uh, an interesting weekend myself. How about you? Yeah, about the same. It's actually started raining here. Uh, the hurricane rain bands are uh, making their way over our house as we speak. And, it, you know, the funny thing is that, I shouldn't say funny, but... Uh, you know, all of this uh, earthquakes and hurricanes and et cetera that's been happening over the course of the last week, I've got some, I've got some big and disturbing news for you. <laughs> I love big and disturbing. Okay, hit me. Yeah, I've, I'm actually now, because we had a hurricane and two earthquakes within the, seven, the same seven-day period, I'm now able to predict the end of the world. Really? That's, that's right. fascinating. So That's right. So I'm just going to cut to the chase. When is it? It is July 12th, 2014. 2014. Yeah, that's all right, right. I'm marking that down on my calendar. Yeah, you should. And all of our listeners, you guys need to start preparing because uh, this is it. You, These, heard, you the, heard it here first. Yeah, the signs of the apocalypse are upon us. And I don't think it needs to be added that, of course, Steve Jobs stepped down from Apple this week, which is that was the thing that we were waiting for. That was the last. To, yeah, that That's was the right. last. That was the last thing to drop. That and HP exiting the mobile business. Yeah, you yeah. know that that too. Yeah, it was all predicted uh, back in uh, the ancient Egypt. Yeah, Egypt, Egypt. Yeah. Sorry, I was way off. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're where you were going with the Mayans. I think they had a 2012 deadline for the <laughs> end of humanity. Anyway, no, this this is going to be very interesting. This hurricane, it's. Uh, it's uh, supposedly headed up here. Uh, I'm in Massachusetts. You, Scott, are, are down in North Carolina. It's, it's interesting in the fact that it's going to run right over you and then run right over me. And the earthquake was just the same exact thing. You felt it. I fe- Did you feel it? I you know, the funny thing it. is, so I, was, I, was, I wasn't at my house, which is uncommon. Yeah. Uh, but I was actually over at a client site, and they were in a <clears> – <throat> it's in a real office building or whatever. And – uh, and so I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, it's whatever time it was, 1230 or whatever time it happened. And, uh, and I'm sitting in the office and the guy that's sitting next to me gets a text from his wife saying, we're having an earthquake. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sitting there like nothing's going on. Yeah. I didn't feel it at all. Really? No. Wow. See, I'm in exactly the same situation. My wife called me. She's in a, a building in downtown Boston yeah. And she's on the 15th floor swaying back and forth. And I'm, you know, I guess I was walking around or standing up. I didn't, I didn't feel it. Um, yeah. It reminds me of a time I was in, a, strangely enough, a geology class at uh, Stony Brook University on Long Island. And we're all sitting there. An earthquake happens in geology class. <laughs> we have the geology guy. Our teacher is up there. He's talking. He doesn't feel it. And everybody in the room was just, you know, I'm you not, hear this. I'm not buying that, man. That's too good of a story. No, I'm serious. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it was. It was this was a long time ago, though. Long, That's long funny. time ago. That's yeah. funny. Well, the, the earthquakes are so rare on the East Coast. They What's are. What's interesting is I was reading, and I'm sure this is not news to you since you took geology uh, and had an earthquake in your class. But, <laughs> um, but as a part of reading up on the, you know, the impact of this, I guess. Primarily, the only damage I read about was in Washington, where they had the cathedral took a hit, and then I think the Washington Monument is closed because they have a four-inch crack at the top or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I did hear but, that. But the uh, as I was reading up uh, after it happened, apparently uh, it's rare 
as you know, if a hurricane or if an earthquake happens on the west coast, uh, generally the from what I read, the perimeter uh, that you'll feel out from the epicenter is about 230 miles. Yeah. For an earthquake of the magnitude that we had here, yeah. and of course uh, for this one, it was a nine hundred. It was felt nine hundred miles away. Yeah, and apparently the reason for that is because the the rock on the east coast is both more solid and closer to the surface. That is true. That is true. Colder and it's it's much older too. Right. Um, so yeah, no, that that definitely is the case. I am four hundred and sixty miles up here in Boston from the epicenter. And, uh, you know, we, we got a good, we got a good shaking up here apparently. Um, and that's, that is very much, uh, because the, uh, rock is so solid, so close to the, close to the surface. Yeah. Um, I talked to a guy yesterday that, uh, he, he lives over in a suburb of a suburb or something here in, uh, here in Raleigh because really Raleigh is one big suburb and I guess there are suburbs, suburbs of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the what was interesting was I hadn't talked to anybody that actually had sustained damage in their house until yesterday when I went to play tennis and the guy I was uh, playing with was telling me that he had um, sheetrock nails uh, actually come out. Really? Huh. Yeah. So his house moved at least enough to. He said it was it was like five or six nails in one part of the house. They start just started to poke away from the uh, from the sheetrock. Wow, that's interesting. But that's the only yeah. damage I heard of around here. Yeah, when I, I when I lived in uh, Silicon Valley, I lived in uh, the San Francisco area, and you know earthquakes are much much more common there than they are uh, out here on the East Coast. And I remember I, you know, had this dream about this train going by, this enormous train going by, and it was so much so that it kind of you know woke me up. So I stuck my foot on the wall, and you know nothing, no big deal. Going yeah. to work the next day, everybody's like, "Yeah, did you feel the big uh, earthquake last night?" <laughs> and I'm like. Dang it. I totally yeah. missed it. That's I mean, right. I, I, I did feel it. it I didn't know it. That's right. It was just so disappointing. I keep missing. I mean, I had the earthquake in the, in geology class. I will give you that. But yeah. I've been Which missing it ever since. I'm still skeptical of, by the way. Oh, my word. It, you had to be there. Just say, <laughs> let's just say that. So um, talking about other, you know, earth-shaking things, uh, HP exiting the mobile business, uh, I, wanna, I went online because they decided to – slash the price of their touchpad down yeah, to ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine bucks, yeah. Yeah, those so, things those things flew off the proverbial shelf. All gone. All gone. Yeah. In 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 you know, first of all, every every display unit was gone within a few hours. And then uh it seems uh, HP still says they're they're uh you know gonna be restocked soon at some point or whatever. Yeah. Or email me when I'm gonna be you know you're, you're restocked. But I feel like they're all pretty much gone. So I, you know, I was I was an idiot and I bought one, and I got it. Of course you did. Yeah. I did. And what do you think? It's ninety nine bucks. I actually yeah. haven't opened it because I went on eBay and I saw them selling for three hundred dollars. Oh so, my word! <laughs> who's only in America would somebody would somebody buy something for three hundred dollars that is going that where the companies. Just, just completely scuttling it. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, but, oh my gosh! But here you go. So, now I've heard it all. Well, here's the deal. So, of course, some hacker group you know is gonna, you know, compile Android for this thing and get it out there. Blah blah blah. Of course, it's never gonna go anywhere. And I mean, you know, what's the future of of the hardware? Zero, right? Yeah, so it's only exactly. a question. I mean. Uh, my beloved WebOS, you know, has, has gone down the tubes uh, yet again. But um, 
you know, outside of that, we have we have this hardware that's just going to go absolutely nowhere. So I, I don't so see. Here's, it, but yeah, so here's why you buy. Here's why you buy one for ninety nine bucks is because you have a kid that wants right. You know, a device, and you want to give them something, and it gets them on the web. And, yeah, basically, you, know, you want to get your iPad back from your kid. Yeah, that's exactly. why you buy one. Exactly, and that, of course, three weeks after the kid has the HP thing, he's like, "Well, this thing sucks compared to the iPad. I want that back." Yeah. So yeah, I can't believe people are 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 willing to spend three hundred dollars something for something that. HP is giving away. It's ridiculous. I, I I bought it as a toy, and I would be happy to collect uh, you know three X the amount I put in. I should hope so. Yeah. So uh, that's, tell me where to sign up for that deal. Yeah. I'm going to go buy ten <laughs> the next time they go on the shelf. Well, I do the right now. eBay is pretty flooded with them, so yeah. uh, so the price we'll will see go down. Where, yeah, we'll see where it goes. It closes on Sunday, right about the time the hurricane goes over my head. So, <laughs> so what's are. interesting about this hurricane is they're predicting dire things for New York City. Yes, they are. The first yeah. evacuation, I think, uh, f- certainly from an, a hurricane ever. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember area. any Never. of this kind of. I was on the Weather Channel's website this morning. And uh, and they are. I mean, people are legitimately worried. I've never seen this kind of alarm over. I mean, you got nor'easters going up there all the time. You got yeah. <clears throat> severe weather, and New York City just kind of. Oh yeah, it's a you know four foot snowstorm. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a you know it rains for five days and we get eight inches of water or whatever. Yeah. I've ne- I've never seen this kind of. Uh, yeah, this concern. level is crazy. I mean, I I was in New York uh, for the Gloria uh, hurricane back in the day, which whose eye pretty much went directly over my house. I got out of the house and walked around and it was clear blue sky and everything looked fine aside from all the trees on the ground. And then I walked back into the house and the wind started blowing the opposite direction and everything yeah. just picked up. Yeah. Again. So I've I, never been through the eye of one. I've heard, really? uh, you know, that's what everybody says, right? It's, it it's is, completely it's peaceful. It's blowing surreal, and then it's peaceful and yeah, then it blows again. It's the most surreal 15 minutes of your life. You come out of just this, this hell. And then suddenly it's a bright blue sky, sunny day, no clouds in the sky, and it's gorgeous. And then it all flips over. It's very interesting. But I don't think the – I don't think right now the track has the uh, center going over New York City. But uh, I would imagine that would be – you know, pretty much as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah, right now. So I'm looking at the map right now, and the track is the center of the track is right over New York City. Is it? <laughs> yeah, wow, it's going to be compelling. Okay, so we're recording this. It is Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think I'm in for it around uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, it so. looks like uh, yeah, it looks like from what I'm seeing, Sunday PM. Uh, it's supposed to be so. Right now, it's 85 miles an hour, or sorry, it will be 85 miles an hour when it makes landfall. It's Category One. It's what they're predicting now. Yeah, and it'll be 70 mile per hour winds when it goes over where you guys are, and that's Sunday sometime in the afternoon mm-hmm. on its current course. Yeah, so. it should, should be interesting. I, uh, you know, it's never a great thing, but uh, but it is still compelling. Very interesting. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, well, you're disasters. in a, you're kind of a uh, you're in that not a high rise but a, a significant rise apartment building. It'd be interesting I to am. see if there's effects on the glass or anything like that. Yeah, that, I was I was wondering about that. Should be interesting. You know, what would be really interesting though is to somehow trap or harness the energy of a hurricane. Yeah, and use it to generate power. Or yeah. or and there's many many ways to do that. 
One one of which, of course, would be the storm surge coming in uh, the Charles River here, just backs up a little bit up the river. You put the, uh, you know, as soon as the surge starts to change direction, you put a, a block in the way and you put a turbine and generate electricity. You yeah. do the same thing with wind. Um, just thinking about like different alternative ways to, to, uh, to generate energy. Yeah, here's um, the thing though. And I've read this, you know, I, I think you and I both read, uh, what's his name from the Toronto uh, Globe and Mail? Uh, old, Jeff what's Rubin. What's his name? Yes, Jeff of course, Rubin. Yeah. And, um, and he's of the opinion that alternative energy is basically a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've read this from other people as well because the demand is going to be so great. Um, because you've got, you know, these developing countries like India and China and, you know, where there's billions and billions of people and, and that, you know, the, I guess the space that it takes in the case of solar or just the, the efficiency of alternative energy is just not there for, uh, for anything other than fossil fuel. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you want there, there's going to be any one thing that's going to take over. I, the, it's the fossil fuel is going to be in the mix for the, you know, as long as I'm alive, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah. I think the, uh, I read a book, um, called the rational optimist, which was a fantastic book, but he spends a lot of time in that book talking about, um, energy and where it's all headed. And, uh, he's nothing other than just a guy who has an opinion. Um, but <clears throat> it's, I think the, you know, we've seen you and I have read about uh, some pretty interesting projects, and I think the point that he was making in the Rational Optimist book is that you've got uh, you've got people just like we have now, with you've got kind of the green energy crowd mm-hmm. saying, you know, the sky is falling, and you know we're going to run out of oil, we're going to run out of this, we're going to run out of that. You know, there's no way to survive. Yeah. And and one of the great points in this book was he talks about. That historic, there have been those kinds of people in every generation, sure. and you know, predicting doom and gloom, and that innovation historically throughout the course of human history has always happened at the right time to avert, you know, to avert the you know all the people on the planet starve yeah. scenario kind of thing. Sure. And so I think it's going to be it's that, that i'm sure that will happen again the question is is solar or wind or these other things where you know al gore's crew are out there trotting out the doom and gloom scenarios yeah. is that you know and the companies they're investing in and don't get me started on al gore and his doom and gloom and then pocketing <laughs> pocketing money from the companies that are um, i think you, you already know. did start yourself on that yeah i should i shouldn't have said it but yeah the the I guess the you know we read about one project that I think is really interesting, and takes a completely different approach. Is uh, something you sent me a note about uh, about this uh, solar tower in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So this tell us is, about that. Yeah, this is compelling. This is very interesting. Uh, coming out of left field for me, I, when somebody says solar, I usually think. PV, you know, photovoltaic. Somebody yep. takes electricity. They take the sun and turn it directly into electricity. Yeah, I mean, you got the pan- you got the panels on the top of your house. It looks heinous, right? You know, all right. that stuff. Yeah, and then and then you had these other interesting ideas. I believe one of them was featured in a James Bond film, though I could be wrong. Where there's a central tower and a bunch of mirrors, and all the mirrors point the sun at the central tower, and there's a 
uh, a flow of salt in there. And the, it, the reason it's salt is because salt can hold energy, uh, hold heat energy very efficiently, keep, hold a lot of it and keep it for a long time. Mm. So they pour salt in there, the salt turns into a liquid, and then they store it, and then they generate uh, electricity with steam turbines, just as a uh, nuclear power plant would or, or whatever. So these are interesting ideas about how to, how to harness the sun's energy, the most plentiful power source you know, we have in the solar system. But instead, uh, this there's a company that out of uh, uh, Australia, and they came up with this idea. You you make a giant greenhouse across the ground uh, that has one exit, one uh, one way for the air that's within that greenhouse to get out, and that's that'd be in the center of it, and there would be this enormous chimney, maybe, you know, a couple of times the height of the uh, Empire State Building. Very, 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 very high. Uh, You know, something like 800 uh, or so meters, a thousand meters, something like that. And then the, the top is just open to the air. So then you have the sun's energy heats up the uh, greenhouse. The, the hot air in there wants to go somewhere, uh, preferably up. Uh, so it goes up this, uh, uh, you know, chimney, and then it, it it comes out. You basically create this convection current that just never stops. Runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The reason is because at night when the sun isn't there, you've still got much cooler air high, high up in the atmosphere and much warmer air down by the ground. So all you have to do is make a, a tunnel or a conduit for that to get up there and then put uh, wind turbines in the way. And you have a, a wind energy system that that has solves the problem of the intermittency of a typical wind generator or, you know, solar PV plant. Uh, it's a fascinating idea. And, yeah, and so here the thing that I think is the most compelling about this is, A, it's different, which we always like. We always like to talk about stuff sure. that's kind of strange. Absolutely. And then uh, – and, and we don't ever know if these things are going to work, but we like people that don't just think about the same thing. And it's the, according to the article that you read, I believe that, they, they're there that you sent me, I should say, I believe they said this thing would generate enough power for 150,000 U.S. homes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's pretty darn compelling. That's that's not you can't sleep at that. Yeah, no. it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, so you put uh, I, uh, you put you know five or six of those out in the desert. All of a sudden, you're powering a million city, you know, a million people's in a, a million people in a city. Yep, sure. I mean, that's pretty darn cool. No, it is. It, it's it is it's tremendous. Uh, and and I think they've uh, apparently they couldn't push the project through. Uh, to get it built out in the deserts of Australia, which is somewhat surprising to me. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was uh, the guy. Yeah, the, that, I think the guy that does it is Australian, right? The he guy, is. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And how, why? What does Australia have to lose? I mean, I don't the, get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it either. And if <laughs> well, you know, it could also be the fact that there's uh, uh, you know much more. Uh, many more houses nearby to power in the U.S. in terms of uh, a distance from power grids. Yeah, it could maybe, be. Maybe there's just better power grid infrastructure that that would be necessary to take this energy from the middle of the desert somewhere and bring it in uh, to a city. Yeah, and uh, I guess knows? if you're if you're out in the outback in Australia or whatever, I think right. they were talking about putting it, you know, in, uh, essentially the same kind of climate there. Yeah, and I just wonder. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the fact that you know in Arizona you've got 
uh, nearby, you've got Tucson, LA, Phoenix, you know, you've got big mm-hmm. population centers that, that are built right there in the desert. Yeah. So they're saying this is a company is uh, Enviro Mission. And they're saying uh, $750 million, uh, to build this thing. I, I think it would be, you know, a, a bargain at a billion. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, and it's, it's uh, you know, apparently they're going to do it. I, I yeah. And if Al Gore is right and, the, you know, it, the earth is, you know, we're getting hotter and all that stuff and that's a permanent thing, then something like this is – it makes a lot of sense because you just – if it's going to get hotter, then these make more and more sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, that's so. interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought. I don't know. The entire system, though, would be hotter. So I, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Know. Yeah, I guess you're right because if it's if it's 115 on average instead of 110, that means the air that's 800 meters up or whatever yeah, is gonna five be degrees warmer. warmer. So yeah. I think every uh, every 100 meters or 200 meters you go, it's a degree. Right. In terms of temperature, average temperature. So yeah. So the relative, but your point is a good one. The relative, relative temperature is going to be the same. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Who, who knows? It'd be very interesting. I just thought that was so compelling. I mean, here's an yeah. idea out of left field. It's a, it's a, it's, it's this enormous monstrosity that's going to be made, and it's going to be really cool. But it yeah. solves the 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 typical wind energy slash solar energy uh, problem where when the sun goes down or the wind stops blowing, you 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 don't have a way to you don't have anything to harvest. Yeah, and you got to have something sitting in the ground collecting all the energy. Or right. Whatever, this right? thing this thing harvests just all the time, and you know what? You don't you may not even need. I'm sure it's much more efficient if you have it. But you may not even need that enormous, uh, uh, you know, basically greenhouse at the bottom of this thing. Let's right. say you cut that away and the thing looks more like a uh, nuclear reactor uh, or the cooling towers for nuclear reactors. Yeah. The, the cooling towers don't actually have fans in them. Right. Because they don't need them. Because yep. they, the bottom is open and the air just runs up. It just creates a natural, you know, current going up. So, I mean, you put an enormous, uh, uh, like tunnel-like structure uh, from the ground, way, way high in the sky, and you cut some holes in the bottom, and the air is going to flow up. It's going to want to. So, so I don't know. Should be very interesting to see what happens with this project. I hope it goes. Yeah. What's, um, do you remember when they were going to start on it? I don't I, remember. Yeah, there, there was uh there was an 11 year horizon on the thing. The yeah. build, I guess, you know, 11 years from now, 2015. Yeah, I think, no, it I says, think that's right. Oh, begin delivering power at the start of 2015. Yeah. So that's kind of, so, cool. yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot closer than 11 years. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see what happens there. That and the, uh, the spaceports going up everywhere. That's, that's, that's another thing I love. That's a topic for another show. It absolutely is. You know? Well, you know, the the bad news about this about this solar tower project is that because the Earth is in fact going to cease turning on July twelfth, two thousand fourteen, ah, totally this project will never uh, become uh, never come to fruition. That's the end of it. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's unfortunate. And this podcast will have to end. Yeah, I think so. All right, everybody, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and we uh, check us out online. Uh, 350-third.com. That's 350-third.com. We've gotten some comments on iTunes. We love getting them. I have to check iTunes. I haven't looked at comments recently. Yeah. Well, you would know. (laughs) All right. All right, then. Thanks for listening. Take care.